Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stogman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. You're listening to a show called High Spirits, in which the two of us drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. Correct, Samundo. Yeah. Uh, Noelle, how are you? I'm fine. Great. Mm, okay. <laughs> so Noelle and I are in uh, the bunker mm-hmm. and um, so we're not in the ghost studio we're someplace else mm-hmm. and um, like a 15 minute trip took an hour yes and it was very stressful it was extremely stressful and then um, <laughs> there was like a, a, a man who was not a professional uh, out of the kindness of his heart but also let's say maybe his abilities weren't where they should be uh, directing traffic no, but he definitely is the hero of the day because For if sure. he were not there, we would have been, we would still, We'd be, still there, be there and we would probably um, now be living there. Yeah. We um, just have said that we live here now. Or, or I would have just abandoned my car and been yeah. like, I don't even care anymore. I don't care. We're done. Sure. Sure. And then to cap it all off, I just spilled uh, Sprite Zero all over myself. Like out yeah. of an 80s uh, music video. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You should have danced in it. I should have. Um, but and you're wearing that beautiful shirt, and you kind of <laughs> fucked it up. It's fine. It'll dry. I rarely wear white, and today I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chance it. Uh-huh. And I made a comment of, I'm very concerned about wearing this because of the spillage in me. And, and then I, you just like found yourself in a self-made wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> And it really, you look great. You know what? I'm feeling more confident than ever. Yeah, I think you you, you beat the lady from Florida. I'm going to guzzle down this red wine and hope for the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. I might zip up my hoodie first. Okay. Oh, speaking of drinking, which is what we do on this ghost program, uh, Noelle, what are you drinking? Well, today, Jay, I am uh, drinking a homemade wine cooler, red wine spritzer, again, hence the Sprite Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it's like pure wine, class all the way. Wine moonshine. Wine moonshine. <clears throat> um, wine shine. Um, wine shine. TM. Trademark. TM. No one can have it. Today I'm drinking a wine shine. <laughs> Not to be parts. confused with a Weinstein, which two. would. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, uh, but to be confused with a fire stain. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I am Weinstein. Uh, it two parts red wine, one part. White soda, yeah. if you're choosing. I choose Sprite Zero. Uh-huh. Sometimes I at 7-Up if I'm into it. Sure. Um, that's all. So, drinking up the wine shine. Cool. Well, this ain't a cooking show, but you got a recipe. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome, everybody. I am drinking um, a... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and be perfectly honest. <laughs> a Bud Light Tall Boy from my coffee mug. <laughs> you work with what you have in the bunker. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this is what we got to work with. Y'all, we are bringing you ghosts because we know that we need to. So, um, um, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to us. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we need to provide the ghosts and, uh, you know, uh, so we should say this um, before we get started on uh, my thing. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. I mean, we've had <laughs> such great listenership and, um, Noelle and I are still, uh, confused as to why. Um, but just do it. If you're hate listening, keep doing that. Please hate listen <laughs> and hate tell your friends. Um, <laughs> I mean, hate us together. Yeah. It's better to do it as a group. Totally. We're very Midwestern, so our assumption is that you actually like us. But I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you're probably turning out and like, listen, it's these two fucking jackasses. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're not wrong. But I'd like to say this. Welcome, Denmark. <gasps> yeah, you guys, Denmark. Hi. Um, hi, Denmark. You're in the hizzy. Good to see you. And once again, I'm really sorry. But I know where you are now. And you are a legitimate country. And you're beautiful. <laughs> and I can't wait to visit you in the fall. Yeah, I was actually looking up trips to uh, mm-hmm. Copenhagen. I'm definitely planning on going there at some point during my trip. Sabbatical? Sabbatical. Uh-huh. <laughs> For my job. From my job. Uh-huh. That is going to be part of my tour. Yep. So look at Copenhagen or Denmark or all of it. Cool. Can I come? I guess. All right. Okay. Um, we can ghost from Europe. Mm-hmm. Which will be very exciting. That's the plan. What are you? Oh, you told us what you were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget? Bud Light from a coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. You know what? I feel like that's probably, if you're not drinking it straight from the can, 
or a solo cup, that's the alternative. I I, I think so. It's I, one of three. I don't love drinking. Uh, I don't know how else to phrase this. Bottles or cans from my mouth. I always like to pour it into something. Fair. So. Well, yeah. you gotta let the Bud Light breathe. <laughs> Anyway, Bud Light, sponsor of this program. Yeah, thank you, Bud Light. Uh, Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. Um, from, from the mountains of St. Louis. From Lemp uh, Territory. Lemp Territory. Remember Lemp Beer? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, uh, we are going far away from uh, good old Mo, which is Missouri, uh, to Australia. Oh. That's right. Uh, you should be drinking Fosters. I know, they didn't Australian have Australian for beer. They didn't have a Fosters. Uh that's pretty- By the way, if you don't know what I said, that was a terrible Australian accent. We're going to Australia is where we're going. I like that. It's topical on account of the Olympics. <laughs> Why? Because but- they're in it. Um, it's a country yeah. that is in the Winter Olympics. They're not... I don't think they're doing so great. I wouldn't imagine so. At winter. I feel like Norway is kind of cleaning house. And yeah. by feel, I know, because I am all Olympics all the Are time. Are you? I am a not... I am a huge Olympic I think fan. the only Olympic I watched at your house was... I mean, the only thing I saw was at your house. I make people watch Olympics. And it might have been figure skating. I am obsessed with the Olympics. No, it wasn't, fi- it wasn't figure skating. It was um, um, curling, because I love it. Maybe. The luge, I love that too. Skeleton, do you want me to name all of the Olympic sports? Because I like all of them. No, thanks. I want to talk about ghosts. You know what I don't like? No. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because it just seems so hard, Aww. is the cross-country skiing. <gasps> it's so much work. Oh, my God, those thighs. Those thighs. They would kill you. They would murder your head. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why do you have to crush your head in between the thighs? Okay, good okay. for you. God bless you. <laughs> I just put your head between a lot of Olympians' thighs. I, is what you're saying? Someday, that's the dream. <laughs> that is the dream. <laughs> Sorry. Can, can I say if that happens, I would do that too. But I'd be like, there's a fifty-fifty. I might die, but I don't care. <laughs> It's, uh, uh, that it's just hard to watch and it seems hard to perform. Mm-hmm. One person, uh, an American collapsed. Collapsed. Ugh, that just doesn't seem but like, like collapsing. Fun. Yeah. But it's like extreme collapsing because the Winter Olympics is collapsed. The Winter Olympics is more or less X Games. So sure. All right. Do you want to tell me your story? I mean, no. That's I don't have any more to talk. But I could talk about the Olympics for hours. Okay. Well, no, that. I will tell you about my story then. Hey, everybody, we're going to talk about the ghost of Sydney, Australia. Yes, that's right. Down under. Uh huh. <laughs> we apologize to all Australians if we get toe up enough to constantly do your accent. I will. We, I will not. stop because I can't. We're not good at it. Um, so just a real quick thing, Australia, mm-hmm. obviously is ancient as is the world, uh, but the first people to mm-hmm. occupy the area, uh, now known as Sydney, were the Australian Aborigines and radiocarbon dating suggests that they lived in and around Sydney for at least 30,000 years. Hold on. I'm doing the math. Mm-hmm. Nope. Can't be done. It can be done. No, because the world, do we have to do this again? Wait, is this your bit every time? <laughs> yeah. Are we doing the Bible? I mean, the world is what, like 6,000 years old? Yes, according to uh, the King James Bible, that is okay. true. Okay, so can't be done. But according to um, Earth sciences and radio- radiocarbon dating, mm-hmm. <laughs> Earth is probably... Um, I was just at the Field Museum and did touch a fossil or two. You touched a fossil? Mm-hmm. Wait, are, were you allowed to? They do, they have a thing, there's a kid's area, it's really cool. Oh, okay, I didn't you know can, if you just like opened up and you're I like... I don't know if they're real, I, I'm assuming they're actual bone, real bones, but they have like a little... Um, um, archaeology area where they can like dust off bones. It's really cool. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Did I just so, kick you? You did. Oh, That's sorry. okay. We rarely sit across from each other. So there we are. <laughs> In the <it's> bunker. <laughs> it's tight down here. <laughs> <clears throat> so guys, I, I'm just going to talk real fast about the early days of Sydney, Australia. Um, in January of 1788, the British colony of New South Wales uh, was established with the arrival of the first fleet of 11 vessels uh, under the command of Captain Arthur Phillip. Okay. That's right. Um, these ships consisted of over 1,000 settlers, including 778 convicts. Ooh. It's yeah. just like uh, Portland. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Except- down there. Except for much prettier and cooler, mm-hmm. and people don't fucking overrate it. Ooh, sorry, Portland. Yeah, well, you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite part of visiting Portland was Seattle. 
<laughs> Just kidding. That's actually Portland's uh, tagline. Yep. <laughs> the best part of Portland is Seattle. Um, anyway, so there were 778 convicts. 192 of them were women. And 586 of them were men. Wait, did you say 772? 778. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So I, I so don't know like, if the math works uh, out, but 192 like, of those were women. And so a little over a seventh of them were women. That's a pretty high number. Chicks getting it done. Yeah. Um, breaking the laws. Breaking the laws. Probably lots of like uh, prostitutes, pickpockets, ne'er-do-wells, that kind of thing. Seamstresses. Yes. I'm just calling back everything from Portland. Uh-huh. Hopefully they listen to that episode. Otherwise, they might be very confused. Well, do your math. <laughs> nope. Just listen. <laughs> uh, between 1788 and 1792, uh, uh, many professional criminals um, with uh, few skills <laughs> established this colony. So let's just say it was a little bit of a shit show mm-hmm. right there at the start. Okay. Um Let's see. Uh, The numbers increased during this time period, in these four years. The uh, male convict population increased to about 3,500, and the female population increased to about 800. Um, Did it increase because they were reproducing, or did it increase because they were sending more people down? That is both. Okay. That is a both thing. Yeah. Um, And then also, they had a bunch of jailers. Okay. in one generation, however, uh, the new population of the uh, emancipated convicts, right, so the, the kids, the kids mm-hmm. um, were granted land and they began to grow and they grew their society. So. Oh, that's really nice that those children who didn't have a choice where they uh, were born and raised were actually given land and given an opportunity to thrive. How nice for them. Oh, is this, um, are we mapping? Maybe a little. Some social ideas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Oh, yep. Um, anyway, so uh, these criminals um, pioneered Sid- uh, Sydney's private sector economy. Um, they were later joined by soldiers uh, whose military service had expired, and then um, settlers who decided that they wanted a better life than they had in Britain. So that is the uh, uh, sort of the genesis of uh, Sydney. Okay. Not too much different than America, to be honest. So the thing about that I always think is really fascinating, maybe why I think Australia is like way cooler than America, is we got all like the religious bucks and they got all the like pickpockets and hoes. <laughs> because, yeah, and now they don't have guns. Yeah. They live in a tropical paradise unless you're in the outback, which right? can get scary. I suppose. I, I saw that koala video. Did you see that? No. But There's I, a koala video on YouTube where like someone's like, oh, it's a koala. And they're like, oh, it's so cute. But they're like, this koala is like rampaging towards them. <laughs> it looks like it's going to eat their faces off. Uh, I was like, watch that yes, later. koala. Amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a, just sort of like a, a sister story, right? So mm-hmm. we were both British colonies and uh, we, yeah, we got all the like goody possums and witch bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. And they got all the cool crooks that love to uh, party. They love to surf. Yeah. Have beach parties. Yes, they've got hella beaches there. Uh, yeah. That's all I know from what I see in the media. Sure. I hear it's nice there. Yeah, me too. My cousin just became an Australian citizen. Oh, really? Hi, Alex. Oh, Alex from Germany? Yeah. yeah. Is that Alex. Australian? Hi, well, Alex. <laughs> uh, if you're listening and that was weird for you, um, I talk about you. Anyway. <laughs> all good. You're my boo. Um, so let's just talk about... Uh, it being a tough place, uh, again, just like the genesis of America, it's, it's tough, tough, tough to come settle someplace. Um, so Sydney was uh, known for um, uh, skirmishes with the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was noted for being hard for uh, uh, the British who moved there to farm. That seems like a similar story to yeah. what we had. Um, lots of people got sick. Um, since it was a criminal population, there was a lot of crime. Okay. Uh, and they suffered through drought and disease. So that's just like a little backstory. Okay. Um, and now uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of these painted places, shall we? Painted equals haunted. Yeah, oh, that is. Yeah, that's haunted. If you're new to the show. If you're new to the show. Uh, my favorite place, uh, or my favorite thing was I once watched a ghost show, um, and it was from Appalachia. And um, the people were calling it Hainted Holler, which basically just means Haunted Hollow. But ever since I've heard that, I just, I really only like to say Haint. Hainted Holler. That's awesome. Oh, we don't go down to the Hainted Holler. 
Um, <laughs> but we do do we go to quarantine station. Oh, um, that doesn't sound nice at all. No, so it's kind of like an Ellis Island vibe to it, actually. Um, quarantine station was built on ground used by indiz- indigenous tribes for uh, healing and burial rituals. Um, the station had been used uh, uh, for like to isolate people with um, uh, disease. Okay. Uh, for over 150 years. Oof. So Oof. a lot like here, right? So if you had like parasites or typhoid or dysentery yeah. or whatever, you're going to spend some time. Oh, uh, that just seems like such a gross place. Yeah. It, it's not nice. Um, from the 1830s to 1984, migrant ships arriving in Sydney with suspected contagious disease Stopped inside North Head and offloaded passengers and crew into court into the quarantine to protect local residents. This is a long, long span. Um, oh, it, I know I already mentioned a bunch of diseases, but they were also particularly uh, concerned about smallpox, typhoid, Spanish influenza, and the bubonic plague. Oh, yeah. wait, when was this? I well, I imagine those. This is from. It was open from 1830 to 1984. I would imagine most of that's in the 1800s. So the bubonic plague. Although Spanish plague, influenza, I think, was early 1900s, but the bubonic plague was uh, still rampant at that time, or do you think it was just because? You know what? It, it actually is. It's still around. It it clusters itself. Okay. It's just not. It's not like it. It's not like it was in Europe, like in, let's like, say, 1666, when it's just like everybody had it and a quarter of the population died. Um, but yeah, it makes it way, it makes its way back around again. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's basically like a disgusting lymphatic disorder. Um, <laughs> sorry if you that have it. That wasn't a nice way to put it. Pleasant. Yeah. Um, cause you know how people get those giant pustules yeah. under their yeah. arms? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, people described, uh, the quarantine station as being quote true or having truly appalling conditions with a sense of misery, wretchedness, and disease present everywhere. Many others suffered from, uh, abhorrent treatment. Um, they, uh, they had to basically endure, um, not torture, but like humiliation and sort of weird isolation to prove that they weren't infectious. Um, I'm just seeing like them like sick as a dog. Yeah. Just kinda like as everything, like doing this like jig, like dancing around. It's right. really okay. It's, like just sneezing everywhere and like vomiting blood. Ugh, these poor people. Um about five hundred people are reported to have died at the facility. Um Yeah. Um fifty spirits, ladies and gentlemen, wander uh, allegedly. Wander the station's hospital, dining halls, shower block, and morgue. 50? 50? Wow. 50 spirits, y'all. Do you think they get in each other's way? Like they're kind I'm of sure bumping they're... around into each other? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's so amusing. I, it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, some of them might... I mean, we've talked about this with ghostesses, that like um, they may or may not... They may or may not be on their own... Like, they might not be, if they're not an intelligent ghost, or if they're intelligent... They might not even see the other ghosts. Right. So they may not be on the same plane of, like... Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to how to describe it, but, like... I like There to, could be two ghosts in the bunker right now. We could see both of them, and maybe they couldn't see each other. They have no idea that the other one's there. I personally like to think that they've created their own ghost cliques. Oh, sure. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, there's, like, the one outsider. It's like Heather's, but <laughs> yeah, in Australia. Oh, how good would that be if it was, like, I Heather's mean. ghosts? So good. Uh, TM, trademark. Don't write that. That's us. <laughs> Why do we have all the good ideas in the bunker? Oh, stop listening, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> or listen and bring us on to your cool new Netflix deal. Oh, man. Uh, visitors have reported seeing these ghosts feeling cold spot, spots, and uh, they report being tapped on the shoulder when no one was near them. <laughs> but really, it's their jerk friend who's standing behind them and just tapping totally. on the other side. That's <laughs> awful. Don't do that to people. Uh, the dumbest joke ever. <laughs> um, stories of the haunting phenomenon date back more than a century. Um, so these are uh, modern stories, but then also 
old stories. Um, nurses on the night shift would report seeing ghostly. And I'm going to say a word that is not okay to say, um, but this is contemporaneous for the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. So they reported seeing, quote, ghostly Chinamen with long ponytails wandering through the wards and across verandas. Um, don't use that phrasing or that word. I apologize for having done it, but um, I guess these were the ghosts of... Uh, fellows from Asia who made their way down to Australia and did not make their way out of quarantine station. Were they there for, do you think they predate quarantine station though? And were there maybe for the um, spice trade? Were they traveling down? Uh, that is a great question. I do not know. Because just based on like the way you described them too, with the long hair, with like the long it, hair. Yeah. It seems like that's an earlier time. Sure. Well, there was a lot of immigration. I mean, like, it's so interesting to me as I research just like how, how similar America and yeah. Australia are. Like we, around the same time, uh, Australia got their influx of uh, Chinese folk. We did too. Oh, okay. So the, that was okay. on the East Coast, right? So mm -hmm. like San Francisco um, uh, and like uh, building the West Coast mm -hmm. uh, train system. Right. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know if they were all trying to escape the opium wars or, or what that what that migration pattern is, but some went down to Australia and some came over to, as they say in Australia, America. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't do that again. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but the face that came along with it was so good. Yeah, I know. I wish we filmed this. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> park rangers living in the station regularly report seeing ghostly figures and lights in unoccupied hospital wards. Um, when they go to investigate, no one is present. Uh, the hospital section consists, consists of two wards. One, um, is the wooden ward, which contains two longs, sorry, two long rooms separated by a wall and some small rooms in the middle. Most of the sightings in the hospital wards are of people on beds, old people, young people, people who are transparent, and um, people who uh, only get looked at once and then they uh, dissipate. Oh, lots of full-bodied apparitions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, Alex, go there and report back. Yeah, my cousin. Hi. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> You've got a job to do. Yeah. She's probably been to QS. Apparently, that's what they call it. Okay. Or maybe my notes, I just stopped writing Quarantine Station. I just wrote QS everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's probably what it was. <laughs> a, ghost, a ghost matron okay. uh, supposedly walks the wards, and I think this is really funny. <laughs> I don't know why. But if people are visiting um, and they say, like, they say stuff about the bathrooms, about like, oh, they're gross, or like, these bathrooms are weird, or whatever it is. The uh, the matron supposedly does not take kindly to those comments. Wait, does she hang out in the bathroom like Moaning Myrtle from here? She Potter? does, yeah. Cool. Well, she walks the wards, and she was also, but she walks the wards that she was in charge of, and one of the things that she took great pride in was how clean her bathroom was. And so if people go in there and say stuff about her bathroom, apparently they like get like poked. Not having it. Yeah. Ooh, this stinks. Uh-huh. Uh, this shower block is called the quote-unquote evil part of quarantine station. Okay. Here's where it doesn't get nice. I, I mean, I don't think any story I've ever told is nice, but um, it is thought that sexual abuse took place in um, uh, this area, in the shower block, um, one of the corners, um, and it might have been a... Uh, well, anyway, it was sexual abuse of children. Um, I oh, don't know oh. how... I mean, no sexual abuse is good. What'd you say? I said no sexual abuse is good. No. It's all awful. Yeah. So it, the uh, there is a corner of this place, they call it the Erie Place, um, and there's a, a ghost child scene there who seems really sad, and the place seems really evil around that uh, one specific ghost. But it probably wasn't just that... Uh, it probably was a thing. Okay. You know, like, yeah. Not just a one-time yeah. event. That's terrible. Uh, two women oh. who lived at the station during the 1920s and 30s stated that they often saw a sailor. 
Oh. Yeah, they saw a sailor at the window of the mortuary. (laughs) (laughs) I could, every single time, even if it's a ghost, I'd be like, hello, sailor. (laughs) Wait, they were staying there? So they lived um, there. Why did they live there? Um... Lots of people lived at quarantine station. So they lived there because they had the dysentery or whatever. Yeah. So like okay. doctors and nurses live there. Warden, oh, I see. Wardens okay. live there. Um, and then like sometimes people would be quarantined for a couple months. Okay. So it's like it's not like there were actual living quarters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it as being just kind of like as far as I know. Almost. I mean, correct me, Australia. Tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Email me at Noel at. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Jay. Um, <laughs> I'm just not responding. I know. I know. I'm just gonna lie and say I'm you. Um, the more doors have a habit of uh, opening, um, the station uh, uh, workers <laughs> were so alarmed alarmed by this mm-hmm. just random opening of, of doors that they actually installed locks okay. on, on the doors to keep them from uh, whipping open overnight. But wow. it didn't stop. Was it just really strong gusts of wind? I'm sure. From the sea? <laughs> Australia is an island. Yeah, I don't think the morgue had, like, windows and views to the sea. But I'm saying, like, the wind from the sea could I be gusting. the morgue was in the basement. But it could have traveled okay. down. All right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, the reason why the morgue doors open is because of the sea. <laughs> Wind from the sea. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to let you win all of that. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to come up with another solution. Sure. That's sure, sure, not sure, a sure, ghost. Sure. Right. Um, trying to be rational here. A small child with thick plates, uh, which are braids, um, is known as the resident ghost. <laughs> okay. Thanks for clearing that up about well, the Well, I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, like, like... No, I'm serious. Oh. I'm thinking of, like, the Savannah girl who's holding the plates. Oh. <laughs> in the... In the, in the plates, like, as in braids. No, I know what you're saying. But yeah. when you said plates, I immediately pictured... You know what I'm talking about? The, I do. The girl in the cemetery who's holding the plates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought of that. Like, she's just balancing plates all day. Ooh, maybe she's spinning them on those sticks when they... Well, they can't do that in Australia because of the wind and the sea. (laughs) (laughs) They can't keep a door closed. They can't spin a plate. Fun fact about Australia. It's extremely windy from the sea. You don't know anything. (laughs) I know nothing. I know. I mean, I barely am keeping up. (laughs) That's what I've heard. Okay. (laughs) There is a ghostly man of Asian appearance. Uh, He also has a long plate, which is a braid, um, down the back of his um, uh, hair. Um, Oh, and this is interesting. He appears in the Asian quarters. Okay. So apparently they separated people uh, by ethnicity shocking shocking i know um and by the way we did it at ellis island too so yeah fuck us all better um let's see um lights are seen in some of the buildings that contain no electricity which is weird Mm -hmm. um floating white figures are spotted around verandas and the compound okay and uh reports um, have people witnessing smoky or white apparitions floating across the front of their cars at night when driving home down the road that leads out of the tunnel or is, sorry, out of the station. Is that maybe just fog or the wind in sea air? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fog from the sea, lifted fog, from yeah. the sea. Mm-hmm. Well, um, but you have to be careful of that too. If you've watched John Carpenter's film, The Fog, sure. because there's all kinds of scary stuff that lives in the fog. No, or, I haven't seen or it. Or The Mist by Stephen King. Also. I haven't seen it. It's terrifying. Is it about, like... Well, The Mist is a book, and then it was made into a movie with Tom Jane. I'm not really quite sure who that is. It's The Fog with Jamie Lee Curtis. Thomas Jane, he was formerly married to Patricia Arquette. Actually, I know him from his Patricia Arquette days, but I didn't know he was, he was still acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's still a thing. Okay. Tom Jane. Tom Jane. Why do you think she divorced him? And Patricia Arquette was a uh, in a ghost show. So there we go. Full circle. Full circle. Medium. I don't know why they divorced, but I feel like they're still friends. Well, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. We don't know them. Well, let's just say um, one of them had People a... can split up and still be friends. It's a, it's a thing. It is a thing. 
We're going to move on. <laughs> We're going to uh, go to the Picton Railway, uh, Railway Tunnel. Picton Railway Tunnel. Okay. So, uh, among the spookiest parts is the Red Bank Range Tunnel. Okay. Um, it is 180 meters of pitch black terror. Ooh. Um, there's a high number of suicides reported there. 180 meters is... I'm trying to do <laughs> I don't know. Math, but that seems long. It do, it seems awfully long. Because a meter is maybe a little bit bigger than three yards. Or is a meter no, no, a no, yard? No, no, no. A meter is just under a yard. And a yard is three feet. And Jeez, a meter well. is just below <laughs> that. So... Let's say it's 172 yards. Let's say it's a football and a half field. I'm going to do the math over my <laughs> Okay. Instead of being a jerk. Well, um, anyway, there's a high number of suicides in that tunnel um, because locals throw themselves in front of trains. Oh, no. Yeah. One victim, I actually have a name on her, Emily Bollard. 196.85 yards. Two football fields is 180 meters then. Almost, yeah. yeah. That's very long. Pitch black terror. Two football fields of pitch black terror. Anyway, um, Emily oh. Bollard is believed to still have the tunnel. Um, it says here in my notes that ghost hunters have claimed to see her wandering around at night. Okay. Is she looking for something? Um, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine so. If, if one is to believe that she committed suicide and, and is still wandering around. Who knows? Maybe she's looking for her bus pass. Her train pass. Aww. Her venture card. <laughs> I don't know. She's um, trying to find a quarter to get onto the train and then she fell because she dropped it on the tracks. And then she wasn't really trying to jump in front of the tracks. She just needed to like get her fare. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Emily Bollard. And, and Oh, Emily Bollard. She's a baller. I don't know. You just... <laughs> You, you're such an empath that you're just making up all sorts of shit, which I, yeah. which I think is delightful. Um, let's see. In this um, uh, old main railway tunnel between Picton Junction, Junction mm-hmm. and Thale, Thurlmere, I don't know how to say that, um, it was opened in February of 1867 and the first railway tunnel to be used. It was closed to rail traffic in 1919. Um, so it um, during World War II... Uh, it was an it was one of the disused railway uh, railway station tunnels or railway tunnels in Sydney area, uh, in which ammunition and other military supplies were stored. Okay, well, just some factoids. Um, after the um, RAF, which is the Royal Air Force, okay, right, um, moved out. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's the Royal Air Force. Okay. Um, Moved out in 1950. It was uh, used for commercial mushroom growing. Oh, gross. But the tunnel would have been forgotten if it weren't for all these paranormal occurrences that have now made it actually pretty legendary. Um, besides Emily, I think I have a name on somebody else. Oh, um, Emily was uh, killed by a train in 1916. Oh, Okay. So, at least I have a date on her. Mm-hmm. Um, on occasion, black shadows have been viewed moving rapidly along the entire length of the tunnel. Um, people have reported seeing white lights hovering above them. Yes. Um, are people seeing this while they're on a train? No, it's a... Um, so, if it's pitch black, how are you seeing shadows? Uh, they probably have, like... Flashlights? Flashlights and okay. camera equipment and all sorts of ghost hunting BS with them. Oh, do they walk the length of this? I think so. Ugh. You want to go? No. Let's go to Picton. Oh, <laughs> no. Because that's going to be one of those things where somebody taps your shoulder. Oh, then, for sure. And then I trip and I fall into the tracks. And, and then I you're dead. Crack forever. my head. And then I'll oh. be yelling out for you and Emily will come and she'll touch my hair and I'll think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be sad. Oh, nothing good will end. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, people have reported seeing white lights hovering above them, figures uh, appearing in front and behind in the blackness. They've also said that they see ghostly children, which I don't know why. Um, and they see strange electrical, sorry, strange electrical appearances traveling down the tunnel. So I don't know if it's, um, I don't, I don't know why that would be. 
Um, I would probably, if I were the picked-in railway people, make sure that the electricity or the circuit breaker was off. One would think, One would think that it's been... third rail will get you. Right. Um, wait, remind me again. Are, is this still an active train line or nine track? Mm-hmm. Okay. It hasn't been since. So it was first opened in um, uh, 1867, and then it was closed to rail traffic in 1919. So they had a new railway system that opened, but they kept this tunnel. Okay. And then they used it in World War II. Um, and honestly, probably people wouldn't wouldn't go there or know anything about it unless it wasn't. It, the answer is people know about it because it's fucking creepy. Yeah. It's just a creepy place. Got it. Um, people uh, also feel rapid drops in temperature and sudden breezes like those caused by an approaching train. So that's what people think. It's just like in Ghostbusters 2 with the ghost train when they're inspecting um, the uh, sewers and Winston is down there and you know what I'm talking about. No. And then there's a ghost train. Um, and he's standing there and it like just goes right through him. I sort of don't. It's been a long time. That's the one with the haunted That's picture with, with the baby. Vigo. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a long time. It's a good, it's a great film. It's a classic. I mean, I know. I, I, I know. Vigo the Carpathian. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know me, I don't have a tendency to like watch that many things and or rewatch. I've probably watched that movie at least 30 times in my life. The only movies I've watched, um, let's say, more than twice mm-hmm. um, would be 9 to 5 and Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Okay. All right. And maybe and I... Clue. And Clue. Yeah. Sure. And Heather's. Yeah. So those four. Okay. I mean, those are solid movies to rewatch. <laughs> sure. I would add to my... I mean, I've rewatched a lot of movies. Yeah. You're a rewatcher. I like to rewatch movies. Yeah, but you like movies a lot more than I do. I do. I'm just I don't really like movies. That and much. I'm a nerd who likes to watch it with like the director's commentary too. Totally. Learn. And I, like I appreciate that. I'm a learner. You're a learner. I you know are all about that. Yeah. No. Go. F- I'm sorry. Please continue. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be um, playing poker uh, or reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it with an Olympian that's gonna crush my face with their thighs. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, yeah. my, well, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. It's got that whole, like, <laughs> sexy, scary thing that I go for. <laughs> don't spit. Please don't spit that weird wine shine. <laughs> I almost did. You, you, uh, I was afraid that was going to come right I thought me. it was going to go through my nose and then down my shirt. Yeah. There was... Ruined forever. A lot of dramatic tension around <sighs> that. Um, next up is the... Um, and I don't know if I'm saying this right... Macquarie, M-A-C-Q-U-A-R-I-E, Macquarie. Macquarie? Macquarie. 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 <laughs> um, but I'll just say Macquarie uh, okay. Fields Railroad. Uh, railroads. Oh, Jesus, I can't say this word. Railway Station. Mm-hmm. This is the time to tell everybody. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, even though I have a beautiful speaking voice now, I was in speech therapy for years. <laughs> had no idea. Yes, you did. No, I really never knew For that. my L's, W's, and R's. Oh, you were that kid. I was that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Saying watermelon was like... Say Noel. Noel. Noel is fine. Noel. Oh, I suppose I might have said, said Noel, Noel back in the day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, watermelon. I was... Whoa, whoa, melon. It was crazy. I, I never knew that. Yeah. It's so okay. when I say railway, that's mm-hmm. a that's got all of it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have... I have a slight lisp. I used to be tongue-tied. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But whenever you mention it, you sort of like shine and then you point to your face. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a success story. We made it. We made it. We did it. It was real challenging when I had my tongue pierced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They told you that they. He was going to stop. Yeah. He was like, my tongue tongue tied. Yeah. He's like, you're still a little tongue tied. And he was going to quit. And I was like, just do it. Mm-hmm. And that was a mistake. But then I kept it forever. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Anyway. <laughs> Go back. We're, we're going to go right Sorry, back to Australia. Australia. Um, Macquarie Fields Railway Station. So there. Um, okay. So there's an urban legend. A faint crying is heard just out of earshot. Um, as the night drags on, the crying stops and is replaced by screaming. No. A young girl appears on the platform in a white mm. dress, blood spattering all over her front. She moves to the middle of the station 
and stands there crying. So this is the urban legend of the railway railway station. That's been reported quite a lot. I guess it's sort of their resurrection, Mary. Yeah. Does she have a name? <laughs> um, maybe. In July 1906, a woman named Emily Gegenson. Gegenson? Gegenson? <laughs> G-E-N-G-E-S-O-N. Uh, anyway, in, in 1906, a woman named Emily Gegenson was reportedly run over and killed by a train. Oh. Yeah. It's reported that... Um, that this ghost, Emily, um, uh, was a teenager. She haunts the station and she, uh, is, uh, uh, heard screaming in the night. Um, Ugh. asking for help. That's sad. Yeah. Hey, let's get happier and go to a mental hospital. Okay. <laughs> Forget your troubles. Come on, get happy. Mental let's hospital. go to the mental hospital. <laughs> Uh, Gladesville Mental Hospital, y'all. Uh, built on the banks of the uh, Parmada River, Gladesville okay. Mental Hospital was established in 1838 to care for patients with psychiatric illnesses. Is it called Gladesville? Gladesville. Oh, Gladesville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, um, 1838. So let's just go ahead and presuppose. <laughs> it's a good time. It's not a really good time to have um, any sort of mental illness. So no. let's just presuppose that there are a lot of people... Uh, being treated terribly. Oh, being locked in a room, not being tended to. I'm sure uh, a lot of sexual assault. I'm sure a lot of torture. Things things that back then they, they would have been like, oh, yeah, we should probably strap this in this person's mouth because of blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. You know. um, so articles um, contemporaneous to today detail abuse. Uh, they detail the appalling conditions uh, and neglect of the hospital. Uh, apparently mass graves were created for deceased patients uh, because families often would dump someone there and not come back for them. Oh. Yeah. There's said to be over 1,000 graves beneath the hospital. Jesus. Yeah. These people didn't even bother to have a disappointments room. They just had a disappointment mental hospital. Just left their people there. Right. Yeah, because these are probably people who might not have any type of like mental illness, but they might have like been born with like a club foot or a cleft palate or something like that too. Right. Could be. Well, I mean, it says mental hospital, but I think that was like a, uh, um, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. There was a, uh, just a joke that I'm thinking of from a, a scene from many years ago where, um, uh, Rachel Dratch is in it. And, um, she talks about being hidden away because of her lazy eye. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like a joke about the 1950s. So right. God only knows like what these people were in mm-hmm. there for. <laughs> so Right. That's my point is yeah. that like they just assume that something is wrong with them. Like there's, they must have some kind of type of deficiency. Right. I would imagine it goes anywhere from like um, regular depression to like nothing being wrong with you really at yeah. all. Yeah. 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 Um, an inquiry into the deaths at the facility found one maniacal patient fractured the skull of another patient with a chamber pot. Ooh, ooh, that takes a lot of force. That ain't nice. Uh, Another story has uh, an attendant, Hubert Small. Uh, He died when his skull was fractured by a patient wielding a broom. Okay. Uh, There's this person named Frederick Norton Manny, who, uh, Manning, um, reported, oh, he reported on the isolation of patients, um, from their relations and accommodation best described as quote, prisoner like and gloomy, uh, the inadequate, uh, facilities, um, blah, blah, blah. Sorry about that. Uh, basically they had monotonous diets and they lived in shit and squalor. I mean, okay. not to be, <laughs> not to be. I, again, I don't mean to laugh at it, but the, I, I feel like every time we investigate or talk about a mental hospital, especially from the 1800s, it just sucks. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy to be alive right now. Uh, in January 1869. <laughs> we'll find you the finest mental hospital. Look around, look around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in January 1869, the asylum's name was changed to the Hospital for the Insane. Um, upgrade. Upgrade. Yep. Um we're going to move on from there. Okay. Uh, we're going to go go to uh, Darlinghurst Jail. Okay. 
One of my favorite things about Australia, um, and also Britain, I don't know if they still spell it this way or not, but every every old record, they spell jail, G-A-O-L. I love it. Gale. <laughs> um, it opened in 1841 and it closed in 1914. Darlinghurst Jail is a former Australian prison located in Darlinghurst, New South Wales. Okay. Um, the uh, Darlinghurst Jail wall began in 1822 and it was finished in 1824 using convict labor, but due to lack of funds, the site sat empty for 12 years. Really? Uh-huh. 76 people were hanged at the jail. Um, up until 1852, the hangings were public. Okay. What are you doing on Saturday? You want to see someone get hanged at the gale? Why not? <laughs> Goel? Gale. Gale. Um, <laughs> That's how Oprah calls for gale. Gale! <laughs> <laughs> where's gale? <laughs> Have you met my best friend, Gale! <laughs> So good. Love everything about it. Oh man. Um, who knew that you could put Oprah Winfrey and make a connection between the Darling I can always do jail. it. <laughs> you can always do it. Oprah you connects to everything. Literally have one degree of separation from any Oprah Winfrey reference. Gail. <laughs> anyway, the last uh, the last hanging was in 1908. Uh, Darling Road. Uh, the side of the jail, commonly known as quote, quote, the wall, um, was a site for many, many years for male prostitutes. I said prostitutes, weird. It's okay. Prostitutes to offer their services. Okay. FYI. So um, I don't have anyone necessarily being murdered, but I would imagine there was, um, you know. Yeah. Some murder and violence and weirdness because uh, um, homosexual homosexuality was illegal mm-hmm. and that was a um, rough trade is what Gore Vidal would call it. So uh, right now at the Darlinghurst jail is uh, the national art school. It opened there in 1995. Um, they, uh, uh, did renovations, and all of our ghost listeners know that renovations equals ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so three known haunted rooms in the jail building. Um, one of them is a classroom. Um, this is where the uh, place where prisoners were kept prior to hangings. Um, secu- security guards claim they often experience ghostly activities uh, there when they do the rounds of the buildings. According to one security guard, the lights come on. And uh, doors close by themselves. Um, they open and close by themselves. But as we've discussed earlier, that's probably because of the wind and the sea. <laughs> it's the wind <laughs> off of the sea. Okay. They uh, work together. <laughs> um, a prison guard claimed at times that in this uh, in this classroom, the smell was so bad that he could not stay in the room. Ooh. Who knows? Um, was it the smell of jasmine or cat pee? <laughs> I don't know. Or yes. sulfur? Probably. Yeah. I would think on the, on the poo side of things, the sulfur side of things. Okay. Um, another guard said there is the ghost of an Asian lady who is looking for her husband who was a prisoner. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Uh, near the staircase outside, it's claimed there's five ghosts there. Just hanging out? Hanging. They can be heard in the blue room knocking on the blackboard. Um, and then finally, uh, everyone who has, not everyone. They're like a ghost gang, I bet. I betcha. Ghost gang. Or like half of a, or like a basketball team. Or they're the basketball team. They're the, <laughs> they're the, the prison basketball team. <laughs> the Darlinghurst basketball team. They're the Darlinghurst koalas. <laughs> May I ask a stupid question? Do we know that? Do Australians play basketball? <laughs> Um, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I would assume that they participate in the basketball tournament in the Summer Olympics. (laughs) Oh, the Olympics are back. (laughs) Basketball is a Summer Olympics sport. Got it. Um, but... Which one wonders why, because you play it in a stadium, you might as well... Right. I guess you you wear shorts when you get sweaty. What? No, but you play it in in the colder months, too, because you play it, well, if you're in the north, uh, you play it fall through June... 
is when the playoffs end. Hmm. But they start in the fall, in the late fall. I don't know. I don't I don't understand why it's not a winter Olympic sport. I would make it one. Yeah. I have a couple more locations, and then we should probably put okay. the fellows on the lay so they can enjoy. Um, and ladies? I say fellas, gender nonconforming. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Hey, fellas, gender's a construct. That's right. <laughs> All right, ladies, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I'm going to take you to Studley Park House. Uh, yeah, I know. It was built by William Payne in 1889 for his uh, bride, but he ran into debt. And he sold it to an architect. They really this... missed out on the opportunity to call it the House of Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they did. Um, Instead, we'll call you Studley Manor. Studley Park House. Um, it is hunted by a 14-year-old boy who drowned while swimming in a nearby dam. Damn it. His body was then stored in a cellar there. Why? Don't know. Ugh. <sighs> them out <laughs> you know these were old times i think they oh. stored them in there until they That's until his burial terrible three decades later 13 year old noel william gregory also died at studley park from appendicitis yeah Ouch. It's believed that the spirits of both boys play together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and remain in the house as a constant reminder of their tragic lives. <laughs> oh, man. Sad way to put it. But it's nice that they're, they're pally pals. Yeah, never forget. Um, people talk about cold spots, children's voices, unexpected lights, and silhouettes staring in from windows. They also discovered a hangman's noose um, dangling from inside the house's steeple. There have been... Oh. Yeah, right? What the fuck was going on there? Um, Amy Allen from The Dead Files, you should go to Studley Park House. Please tell us. Report back, Amy Allen. Um, there have been reports of voices uh, on the roof and a lady looking out the window at night when everyone thought that the building was vacant. Um, another time, the fire brigade was called to investigate a report of lights being on. They checked all the mains and found that they were switched off. So, a haunted place. Okay. Um, let's talk about Cockatoo Island. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of Australia's convict sites. It sounds so, so nice, doesn't it? It does. I mean, so wait, the cockatoos don't... It's not like, um, what's that place in the Galapagos where the seals are everywhere and the turtles... <laughs> I think that's... Seal Island. Oh, is it Seal Island? I think that, well, that's like, I think the nickname for it, but it's like one of the Galapagos Islands uh, where it's just like... Alcatraz was um, Pelican Island. Oh, okay. In that native language. We used to go to Pelican Lake a lot when I was a kid. What a fascinating story. We have time to tell it. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all. So Cockatoo Island has a beautiful name and it's actually an Australian convict site. Okay. Uh, between 1839 and 1869, Cockatoo Island operated as a convict penal establishment, primarily as a place for secondary punishment for convicts who had reoffended in the colonies. Oh. There was also... Wait, can I ask you this? Yes. Sorry, real quick. So they would be sent to... Would, were they sent to Australia and then they would go back to, oh wait, they were sent to the colonies, like the United States colonies? No, no, Australia was considered a colony. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay, got it. So they were sent to Australia for their original crimes. And then they offended and then when again. They, yeah, and then when they were released. And then they went to this one. Then they went to this one. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, on Cockatoo Island, there was a naughty girls school. <laughs> I know, it's... so bad. It's uh -huh. so terrible. Uh, little girls were locked up in a reformatory on a bluff at the top of the island. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Oh, Dude, my God. Dude, and listen to this. Most of them, <sighs> their crime was being an orphan or being abandoned. No, yeah. no. God damn it. They were, like, li just little kids. Oh. Um, Your crime is sounding too shrill. <laughs> God, that's horrible. It's not awful. Um, apparently, at the um, reform uh, school, you can hear uh, uh, crying girls. Oh, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. um, convicts were 
Um, often, this is just a little torture story. Convicts were often left for weeks in coffin-like sandstone solitary confinement cells, which is awful. Oh. Um, and then, um, so I'm, I'm moving back from the Naughty Girl School into just the regular uh, convict site. Um, also, people who tried to escape, um, trying to find freedom across Sydney Harbors, um, trying to escape across Sydney Harbor, um, died. No survivors of uh, anyone who tried to escape. They drown? They drown. Okay. Um, probably by sharks. Yeah, a lot of Reminds sharks. Reminds me a lot of Alcatraz. A lot of sharks down there. Yep, a lot of sharks down there. Because of the warm water. Um, okay. Uh, there's a, there's this place called The Street With No Name. Ooh, where the street has no name. Tickets uh, take license with <laughs> right? lyrics. Um, so this is located in uh, Annandale. Okay. Uh, there's a street. It's overgrown. There's uh, a narrow alleyway that runs along side a light rail viaduct um it's located in a small area giving access to the arches of the railway bridge near jubilee <laughs> sorry <laughs> um jubilee it just that word makes me laugh so this is a fucked up thing about the street with no name um murdered bodies have been known to be dumped there oh it's like the killing fields in texas yeah they're dumped there often and yeah. found there Ugh. um so that's a little crazy. Um, I guess because it's it, it, it's so secluded. Um, or like, remember remember when the first serial when they talked about uh, uh, Lincoln Park? Yeah. And they would talk about bodies being dumped there? Yeah. This reminds me of that. Okay. Um, unresolved cases include a wanderer beaten to death. Um, they, they found a little boy uh, found dead there with a bunch of newspapers stuffed in his mouth. Oh, no. Yeah, you're not going to like this one, so close your ears. Um, I can't. They found <laughs> they found the mutila- mutilated body of a three-year-old no. boy. Oh. Yeah, that one remains unsolved. Uh, they found uh, the body of a 12-year-old boy that uh, had uh, died from extensive head injuries inflicted with a large rock. Oh, that's horrible. I'm not done yet. This no. place is gross. This is why there's a lot of ghosts here. Another body of a boy um, around that same age as the boy I just talked about, what was uh, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. um, was found. He had multiple stab wounds to the chest, stomach, and legs. Uh, In 1977, a man was arrested and tried and found guilty of both of those two murders. I was just going to ask, because they're all boys, if there's some correlation... It, it seems like, you know, he, it's, this is some like sexual Sexual killer or yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he's molesting these boys or, you know, torturing them. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's horrible. Well, we have a girl's body. Okay. Coming up here. She was, yep. She was uh, also dumped there. Mm -hmm. Um, the police investigating at the time thought she may have been the victim of Sydney's first satanic murderer. Um, Because it was the 80s? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In 2000, a homeless man, I actually have a name on him, Reg uh, Malvin. Okay. Old Reg. Yeah, Reg. Good old Reg. Reg Malvin. He ignored the warnings. Apparently, the homeless have, like, they communicate with each other. Uh, Sort of like a, you know, game of telephone, and they warn each other about uh, places, and they all warn each other not to sleep near the street with no name. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, he ignored their warnings, and he was found bludgeoned to death in the grandstand of the nearby Jubilee Park. Wow. Two years later, the body of an Asian man was found floating in uh, nearby Roselle Bay. These murders remain unsolved. Um, the storage rooms that have been created by bricking in the arches have been dubbed, quote, the tomb. Locals claim there is something inexplicably evil about this viaduct and surrounding park particularly at night. Uh, several paranormal investigators have visited the site where visitors have reported feeling overwhelmed by fear, anxiety, foreboding, feeling unable to breathe, hearing footsteps and smelling strange odors. Okay. That is not a nice place. It doesn't sound pleasant at all. Nope. Uh, and I just have a few more. Okay. Uh, Castle Hill high school is said to be haunted by an ex-student who committed suicide in the quadrangle. 
It is claimed that at night a man is occasionally seen from the windows and weird orbs have been reported uh, being seen floating around school hallways. Um, screams of a young girl have also been reported uh, at Castle Hill High. So okay. I guess that's Sydney's most haunted high school. I feel like you can do better. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's... Like, I want a ghost that's just, like, a total bully ghost and slams somebody's books down sure. randomly and trips people. And I want, like, kind of like a, a... Like a... Like a 50s, like, bully, 1950s bully with the jacket. Maybe this is, like, Reese. Maybe this yeah. is where Sandy had gone to school before she came to her American high school and fell in love with Danny Zuko. Of course. Olivia Newton-John went to <laughs> Castle Hill High. Of course. It all makes sense. Oh, Olivia Newton-John. I love you. I honestly love you. It's pretty rough when your your tycoon boyfriend fakes his own death. Dude, your billionaire with boyfriend. Him. Yeah, oh, that's, that's bullshit. That's really Talk sad. about ghosting. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate ghosting. <laughs> that's rough. Uh huh. I just have two more for you. Let's okay. talk about Wakehurst Parkway. Okay. Um, this is a uh, stretch of highway that is known for fatal crashes. Many uh, are said to have been caused by a young girl by the name of Kelly. This is kind of like a Resurrection Mary type deal, too. Okay. Uh, They're said to be caused by a girl named Kelly who appears in people's motor vehicles as they drive along the dark road after midnight. No, no, no. Listen to this shit. Yes, Sydney, stop copying off of us. Kelly is a ghost girl in a white dress who appears near Middle Creek Bridge. But she shows up in the car. Yeah. That's, can you imagine driving and all of a sudden? Fuck no. No, thank you. God God damn it. Kelly, Uh, get out of here. Kelly. (laughs) Not again, Kelly. I don't have time for this. According to the paranormal tale, uh, if the motors were traveling alone, she would take control of the car. (gasps) Oh, Kelly, I'm in a hurry. I'm late. Yeah. Um, Apparently, folklore says that you, you could, if you were like, if you're like, Kelly, leave, she would. But okay. if you didn't do that, she, she would take control of the car and veer you off the road and kill you. Jeez. Right? Well, That's Kelly. some rough stuff, dude. Yeah. All right, we got one more for you. Um, saving the best for last. The Rocks. Okay. Sydney. Ah. Established in 1788, it was originally a slum. The hangout of convicts and visiting sailors and prostitutes. Mm-hmm. You know how I am with prostitutes. Love, love, love. Right. Um, this is where, um, opium dens were. Okay. Um, this is where people, uh, were murdered with such frequency (laughs) that people would say, don't go to the rocks. Um, and, uh, disease was really common. Uh, actually during this time, 1788, uh, you had asked about this before. I guess I have it here in my notes, not on page one, but, uh, the bubonic plague swept through. Okay. Um, they actually had, because it was a slum, um, uh, an over, uh, population of rats. You don't get the bubonic plague from rats. You get it from the fleas that are on rats. Mm -hmm. So, um, anywho, um, aside from that, lots of VD, lots of, uh, syphilis, lots of things that I just like absolutely love reading about. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) only the grossest of things, only the grossest of things. Um, the original buildings were first, uh, eh, nah, I don't want to read that. All right. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. I think so. I read somewhere that the rocks is now being gentrified and is a really like posh becoming, I mean, becoming a posh area. Of course it is. Yeah. So, um, if you're wondering why your multimillion dollar, uh, how do they say condominium in Australian? Uh, condominium. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt yeah, it. Yeah, we're not doing any of it. Nope. Um, but yeah, if you're wondering why your, uh, big expensive home is being haunted, it's because of prostitutes, dead hookers and thieves and thieves and opium deadeners mm-hmm. and, uh, people with the plague. Right. And just the myriad people that were murdered there because of, uh, playing cards and, uh, living, living a, uh, precarious lifestyle. Yeah. Having a great time. High-risk lifestyle. I would live there. Yeah. Go. Having the best time. Please. If I'm reincarnated, I hope to go back to 1788 and live in the rocks. Okay. (laughs) Time travel and reincarnation. 
Cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Sydney, Australia, uh, we really we want to go to you. So mm-hmm. um, uh, w- sponsor us, Fosters. Yeah, and send us uh, Fosters beer. <laughs> Australian for beer. Australian for me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you feel about Fosters, but. That's fine. I'm talking about Australia in general. Oh, I think they brew it there. Yeah, that's where it's from. Okay. I think it's their Bud Light. Oh, okay. Speaking, Speaking of, of Yep. Speaking of Bud Light, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by uh, uh, Bud Light Tallboy in a coffee mug. Yes. And I am drinking a red wine spritzer. That's two parts red wine of your choosing. I prefer the cheapest I can find mm-hmm. that's, well, in a box usually, sure. if we're being honest. And uh, one part white soda. I choose Sprite Zero. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to a show called High Spirits. Um, I'm Jay Stegman, and this is... Noelle Schmidt. And Noelle has one awful, nasty thing to say to you. Uh, I'm going to say sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>